0: Hello, Kelly Colvin here for episode four, uh, course project step number four, talking about chapter eight. And the question is, can you think of a specific motivational technique that would motivate you in each of the four categories in chapter eight? So the first one is positive, eccentric, extrinsic, excuse me. So rewards such as pay raises, promotions, bonuses, praise. Um, For me, being rewarded by unexpected praise or small tokens of appreciation what really motivate me and surprise me. Recently, a coworker bought me a gift certificate for a manicure and a pedicure at a local nail salons. These are typically things that I don't indulge in for myself, but when the coworker purchased it for me, it was incredibly motivating. And the reason that she did so was because she felt like I went above and beyond in my job. in which my response was you know, I get paid to do this, it is my job, but it was nice to be rewarded in that manner. The next one is going to be negative extrinsic. So threats are being punished. Um, it's motivated by fear of punishment. But for me, it's it's obviously not one that that many people like. It can be motivating, um, and the way that it, the most effective way that it can be motivating is the delivery has to be diplomatic. The outcome has to be very clear and concise, it can't be wishy-washy, or I tend to shut down and not respond very positively in that type of situation. The third is intrinsic positive. Uh, An example of the intrinsic positive technique that would be motivational for me would be the Ability to have autonomy and space to be creative. This approach allows people to enjoy their work and get a sense of accomplishment. So Me being able to do that without any type of micromanagement um, Is very positive and rewarding to me The last one is intrinsic negative. So this would be the least effective motivational technique for me as an individual I don't respond well to fear tactics especially if they tap into my already heightened albeit irrational anxieties it feels manipulative and I likely resent anyone who might be trying to use this technique to motivate me to do anything Um, an effective leader will still steer clear of this technique uh, and work harder to move toward the intrinsic positive side of the spectrum so that's all for now for chapter 8 Thanks. Part two of episode four touches on question nine with chapter nine. Why do you think storytelling is such a powerful means of communicating for a leader? How is active listening related to storytelling? So, storytelling is a powerful method for communicating in general, but as a leader, it's vital. When followers or audiences are told a story, they are more likely to remember the facts that are most important to the message being delivered. And it also helps listeners buy into the message, uh, what's trying to be accomplished, the goals that are set forth. Active listening and storytelling are related because the art of storytelling helps an audience engage in active listening when an audience becomes engaged in the story, they value the message and then can work to put the goals and the purposes in action. So essentially storytelling and active listening are all rolled up into one another. Um, One is required for the other and vice versa. And that's it for episode number four. Thanks.